This meeting is being recorded. directed our behavior away from where we truly wanted to go. Instead of being overcome with trying to become happy or confident or powerful, how about doing happy or confident or powerful right now? One Life Live It podcast. I'm your host, Steve Callahan. This is episode 114, but more importantly, I'm your friend, Callie. couple of things. Uh, I'm incredibly blessed that you continue to stay along with us today. Every day I learn new lessons. Every day I get an opportunity from so many incredible life nudgers in my life. First, uh, I had an opportunity this week to speak at the Danny Cleary Hockey School. And I want to thank uh, Danny and um, Coach Croc, uh, Corey Crocker, and um uh, and Doug, uh, they do an absolutely amazing job. It's an incredible hockey school. It's an incredible hockey experience. There's so many aspects that they tie in, um, you know, local police force, nutritionists and things like that. And I had an opportunity to speak to six groups of young hockey players, young adults. But there was one group that really came in and it really made me realize just how much Kids want to be told the truth, want to be told what life is really all about and how tough it can be and what you really need to survive and thrive in this world. And we got so intimate. We really, I got off track. I put the presentation to the side and we engaged. When they came in, they were a bunch of clowns. They were fooling around. They had put sunglasses on over their heads and they just wanted to cover up who they were so that they could be a clown. By the time we were finished, we were fist pumping and hugging and thanking. And these were 12 year olds, 12 year olds. We discussed discipline. They want that in their lives. They need that in their lives. They need direction. And it was an incredible experience. I'm so thankful for that. What a group at the end of it, those that were perceived to be clowns perceived to be clowns. We're just young men, young women looking for guidance, looking for strength. There was no surprise. 
I, again, I, I am thankful for the opportunity. Um, you know, I worked 15 years as a professional speaker and now all I want to do is just share. That's all I want to do. I want to share. Um, so thank you, Danny, Corey, Doug, for everything you do. You do an amazing job. Um, just an incredible, incredible, uh, experience. The best bar none. Um, yesterday, yesterday, um, there was a time when I found myself, uh, enveloped into a lot of frustration. Um, I had a, a conversation with a close friend and at the end of the day, I was letting some little things build up on me and some frustrations build up. And in that conversation with that friend, that person said to me, you've run out of spoons. You have no spoons left. And I said, what do you mean? I have no spoons left. And they shared with me an analogy that I'm going to share with you. And currently right now, if you're watching this on video, I'm holding five spoons in my hand. And if you can hear that, I'm holding five spoons in my hand. But I was never under um, the knowledge of the story, the analogy of the spoon theory. And there were so many things I wanted to talk to you about this week, and I just shelved them. I had journaled. I had so many things that I wanted to just splash water on your face. But here yesterday, I found myself with the water splashed on my face and awakened to the spoon theory. This person had said to me um, in so many loving words that you have no more spoons to give for the rest of this day. And I was being pulled from side to side. This person wanted to meet with me. This person wanted to sit with me. This person wanted my ear. And generally, yeah, I'm there. I'm all in. This person reminded me in my moment of frustration that I had no more spoons left to give. And I said, you have to tell me about this theory. And it comes on so many different levels and aspects. And I'm going to read you some things that I that had done some research on. But yeah, have you heard the expression, I can't today? I'm running low on spoons. It's not the typical excuse um, that a friend will give when they cancel, you know, maybe in the last minute plans. or. But it says more than you might realize about how they're feeling physically and mentally. And let's think about that. There's a lot of us going through some physical challenges and there's a lot of us that are going through some mental challenges. So this is just a little analogy and it may not reflect you, but you may be able to take something from it. For many of us, our energy levels of stamina don't even come into question. They don't, we're just all go, I get it. Sure, you might have the odd day where you don't feel like cooking dinner, um, but what if you had to monitor your energy level so closely that you had to choose between taking a shower or washing the dishes. Can you imagine that? Think about that. If that was the energy levels that you had to monitor at that particular time, I know there's been times in my life when I didn't realize, but I didn't have enough energy to finish the day. I know now my life is like an elastic band, that the more I pull it, the more it will never go back the same. And I find myself able to deal with difficult decisions a lot better than what I used to. What if you worried that each hard choice could lead to someone thinking you were just being lazy. Because this is where the spoon theory comes in. Spoon theory has been a popular metaphor for more than a decade among numerous disability communities, uh, communities with challenges. The theory uses spoons as a visual. Trust me, I can't play the spoons. As a visual, um, 
to explain how much energy someone has throughout the day. We all have so much energy. We all start the day with the same number of spoons. Each action causes us to, to hand some spoons over in payment. You know, for every little action that we have, so many can be accompanied by one spoon. Maybe it's, it's two spoons. Maybe, maybe our work resembles four spoons. And how much do we have to give? There are others who only have a set number of spoons to last them the whole day. And once your spoons are gone, they're gone for that day. Sometimes we reflect to it as how many seconds are in the day. 84,600, how much do we wait, you know, use those? So how does the spoon theory work? Someone who is sick might start the day off with 10 spoons. You know, metaphorically, I have five here with me. Sounds great, but it's a cold morning and you didn't get enough sleep last night. And you've woken up. And in doing so, you're stiff and you're in pain. It's going to cost you a spoon just to get out of bed. Another two to make it through a shower. And two more to get yourself breakfast. Now that's five spoons you're down to before you even left the house. That's how some days can be. You've already used half your energy. So you'll need to be careful choosing how to spend your spoons, or how to spend the rest of your energy that day. That's the important part. Because you risk exhausting yourself and being unable to make it even home safely or pushing too hard and having even fewer spoons to work with tomorrow. They'll deplete. See, if you need to use 12, well, you only have eight tomorrow. This is the reality for many people who face I think fatigue-related illnesses or conditions, unlike simply speaking about energy levels, the spoon theory is a way for those who don't experience fatigue-related or mental illnesses to understand what others are going through. So where does spoon theory come from? Well, originally it was used by groups with autoimmune and chronic illnesses, and it has become more widely used in online mental health and non-neurotypical communities. The number of spoons you have can vary from day to day, as can how much even simple activities will cost or will cost you to complete. But why spoons? I love this and I did some research, but originally created by Christine Mezzarendino in 2003, as she tried to come up with a way to explain how lupus at her time, an autoimmune condition, makes her feel to a longtime friend at dinner. They were having dinner, they were trying to discuss, and obviously the other person could not relate to the low amounts of energy uh, that Christine was experiencing. She tried using spoons from the tables that were around her, and she discovered that they were a quirky, easy-to-understand way of explaining the little things that can actually be huge hurdles for those who struggle with their energy levels, those that might be tired. So who uses the spoon theory? Who uses the spoon theory? If you're on social media and you've ever searched through common mental health or disability tags, you might have some that come across as spoonies. Uh, and I kind of like that one, but those who use the spoon theory or the phrase turning or running low on spoons you're just running low on energy. And that was, that was me yesterday. I was running out of spoons and things were starting to trigger me. And if now knowing that, looking back, I was, I'm able more better now to realize that I just have so many that day. If I, if I, if I give those spoons away earlier in the day, I'm not going to have enough for me later. So 
as much as this was originally created as an analogy to help explain chronic pain and the daily struggle every day that tasks can become, spoon theory has since been used more widely amongst other communities. The spoons used in spoon theory can represent mental or physical energy. And some people find spoon theory to be useful in explaining their difficulties with a wide range of different tasks or issues. For example, someone suffering from depression, depression sorry, may use spoon theory to explain their difficulty getting out of bed. It may cost them only one spoon on a good day or three or more the next day. Days can be different. And if somebody is down to their last spoon, then you may need to be a little bit more understanding, not sympathetic. People don't need sympathy, just understanding. That's really where it comes down to. On a day when some people are struggling, starting or even completing tasks can be very difficult. Similarly, someone experiencing anxiety may find it helpful to explain how draining they find activities at time. Spoon theory can help with that. It can help. An autistic person may have sensory issues that certain environments may cause them to feel overwhelmed. And it may take additional energy and concentration. It may take more spoons for them to be able to focus. So what does it mean to be a spoonie? The term spoonie was originally coined by an awkward winning chronic illness blogger and patient advocate, Christine. Uh, she used, again, the spoons to explain different tasks each day. And what it can help with when it comes for people that way is that, again, getting ready in the day may cost one or two spoons. Your work may be four. You have to start to begin to decide how many more you're going to have because it's going to drain on your emotion. We've talked about, we've touched on that too. The importance of the people in your circle who are around you who are going to appreciate and understand some of your challenges. More importantly, the discussions you'll have, the lifestyle that you will spend time around, uh, the healthy conversations or the non-healthy conversations. Who's depleting your energy? Who's taking it away? It may not even be the person that you're spending time around. It's the person you're giving your energy to. It could be mom. It could be a dad. It could be people that are no longer living with us that we continue to give that energy to. You only have so many spoons that day. The better the quality of your life is the better understanding how many times you get to say no in the last 30 days. I have been constantly trying to say no more, to pull back, to understand what is important and what is not. Spoon theory also helps us understand and get across that when you add an extra later, to help and separate what you want to do from what you can do. That's the key. It's not only a way to explain to others about how your condition affects them, but it helps them to remind themselves that they aren't being lazy, that that's not who they are, or they're not being unreliable for changing plans at the last minute. We're not getting everything done that we expect to get everything done, the laundry, you know, the supper, the dinner plans. Sometimes these are the most important things that we need to discuss with our spouse, our partner. Sometimes what this spoon theory means is that you're listening, you're listening to your body, your, your, your headset, 
your heart set. Those are the things that you're listening to. Those are the conversations that are important. You're listening to your body and you're putting your own well-being first. And isn't that what we just struggle with when it comes to mental health? Realizing that we need to put ourselves first. Well, that's where the spoon theory can help. Nobody likes to be that person. I get that. The one who's always canceling last minute, who hard to pin down for an evening or even just a catch up. I've been there many times. I've been ridiculed for it. I've been ridiculed for not being social enough. I've been ridiculed for not sticking around enough or maybe not having enough beers with the boys. It's been a tough one to, to get through, but I've had to evaluate as to what's important and what's not. It's a luxury many of us don't even realize we have the energy physically and mentally to just do things when we want. In our excitement, we might not even realize Others don't have the same reserves that we do. They may not. As much as it can be annoying to have that one friend that cancels at the last minute, that may not want to stick around and slam back the does box. Maybe that one friend that just doesn't have all the energy to stick around enough. No one enjoys being that one person who seems like a flake. If someone says they are running low on spoons and just can't make it, the chances are they've weighed things up. They've measured. They've done what it takes. They've measured carefully before making the decision about what to spend the last one of their spoons on, the last one of their spoons. I mean, don't take it personally. Just don't. And if you stop to think about it, that really makes every moment with our spoons and our spoony friends that much more of a gift. That much more of a gift. I got to tell you, this has been one of the most deepening podcasts that I've ever had the opportunity to be a part of. I took the gift that was given to me yesterday, looked into it, researched into it, never realized how important it was. And uh, as we record this and video this, it's halfway through the day and I realized I don't have a lot of spoons left. So I've got to save them for the important people. One life living. 